0: Shredder Nation, happy Tuesday! I had to do it. My best Jesse James Jaminick impression. But I, of course, am Heather Sika Leonard. You are head of the ER Shred Board, Chief Shred Educator, as I am so often referred to. And I am so excited to play Substitute tonight. Tonight I am substituting for the one and only Jesse James Jaminick because he is going to further his education to bring us even more knowledge around ER Shred and the protocol. But I am also really excited to play substitute because I know my guest would not be coming to share her story if I was not able to be here live. So without further ado, I would like to introduce our Shedder Nation. Silent Warrior, she's been hiding in the background. Miss Michelle Lasisco, hi Michelle. So, Michelle is here with us
1: tonight and I'm so happy. Hey Heather, hi everyone.
0: I'm so happy because based on our friendship relationship, I know I can push her a little bit to be out of her <laughs> comfort zone. And I want to push her out of her comfort zone because her story has been inspiring me for almost the last year. She and I were just talking in the studio that she's coming up on her one year shred of shred anniversary, right? <laughs> yes, but her story started before ER shred and then has completely exploded since she joined us. So Michelle, since a lot of people don't know you because you are one of our silent tread warriors, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you're doing, what you're passionate about, those questions Sean always loves to ask us on Wednesdays.
1: (laughs) So I am from Connecticut and I know Heather from teaching together for a long time in Manchester, um, middle school teachers together. I stopped working a few years ago and I have been doing some educational consulting since working primarily with a few school districts with some classroom behavior management support and also working with families and helping them navigate um, what their kids need in school and at home. I also, my husband is a CPA and I do a lot of work with tax preparation and accounting bookkeeping work for his practice. And on top of that, I am, as people might have seen some of my comments on Sean's post today with that beautiful cat, I am very involved in rescue work and have fostered Quite a large number of dogs. It is a definite passion of mine that I enjoy. And we have many foster failures because of it. And you can see all the members of my pack that I put on Sean's post. And they are also shredders because I have moved them to a completely grain free diet. And also, which has led to some controversy with people, just like our own shred diet does. I love
0: that. <laughs> I love that. I know. I see, I see those puppies that you're showing us all the time and how much, you know, your foster failures are just your kiddos. You yes, know, I learned, I learned that a lot with you. And I think that's one of the things that I love about ER shred is, is we can be our oddball selves and we have a home that really just embraces us for who we are. And I see that in you. I saw that in you with your relationships with your students. I've seen that in you with how you care for these foster animals that some go, some come back, and you always welcome them with open arms. And I absolutely love that. Um, And I think that's why watching you in our community and how much you reach out to support people, even though people might not know it because you're not, live with us all the time you're not posting your pictures all the time i don't know how many people really realize how much you actually do comment and give love and support to our shred community and i know that i deeply appreciate that from you um and again oh no she left me but that's okay she'll be back um but that's one of the things that i truly love about this and and michelle's journey And she's going to come back in the Wi-Fi, and I know she's just going to have to click a button to come back to us. But her journey has been so inspiring, Um, and I really do watch. When Michelle was teaching with me, she was working with some of our more challenging population, and her patience and her understanding and her compassion for them really has – there we go, and here she comes back – We got her coming back, but her patience and her understanding in meeting people where they are, I was a firsthand witness to that because we did share students and we shared those relationships with students. Um, So I truly see, I knew it was going to happen. You were going to come right back. Uh, So I really do. I do love seeing how, how you, you can build those relationships and you build that passion. So, and I got a a later question for you. (laughs) I'm going to circle back to that one. So tell us a little bit about childhood. In the description that you shared with me, you said your weight has been an issue since you were three. So what do you want to share about that with the rest of us to kind of give us a little backstory on you?
1: Yeah. So I was an overweight child from the time I was little, um, at three years old, my mom put me in dance lessons to get me exercise, um, because I was overweight and I continued to be overweight, even doing, um, dance class and doing all of that for years until I was in middle school. Um, And I was always the overweight kid, all of childhood, um, played outside, played softball, did sports. Like I wasn't as obese as I have been in my adult life, but I was always overweight. Um, But I did grow up in a family that ate a lot of pasta, a lot of bread, you know, traditional Italian family. Um, That was a forefront of our food groups. And, you know, so I'm sure that was a large component of that.
0: And how do you feel that that may have like impacted relationships with friends, with peers, you know, growing up? Because you were active, you did the dance, you did the softball. But do you think that that had some mental impact on you?
1: I think it started to around middle school age. I don't think it did as much when I was younger um, because I was active and involved in things. And then, you know, when you hit middle school, a lot of those school sports and you know, they're all tryouts, so I'm not, I am overweight. I wasn't the best player of those sports that I played, so I wasn't going to be on those teams. The dance became harder, you know, because I didn't, you know, look the the part. Um, So I disengaged from a lot of those activities around middle school age. So it definitely, you know, affected my peer group um, and those aspects.
0: Yeah. And middle school is just hard. <laughs> like, <Nope.
1: laughs>
0: like we spent how many years together? I'm 15 years in. That age group just as itself is yes. always <laughs> we've got our class cut right now happening. <laughs> um, but we know middle school is not always the kindest. And if you you're not there, you're a lot of our, our students too, I think we see they shut down and close off. Um when they hit that age,
1: just yes.
0: to like be there, it's the hormone imbalance and everything else is happening. Now, as we dig further into Michelle's story, I do want to say the disclaimer is rolling across the ticker that we don't treat cure or prevent any diseases. Um, this is Michelle's true story. We're talking about how she addressed her nutrition and her body had some pretty miraculous things happen, but we're not saying the protocol is treating, curing, preventing anything. This is Michelle's story. So you were active and then you started to disengage around middle school. And then this is my funniest part. Around 18, (laughs) what happened to your eating lifestyle?
1: So, well, it changed because, you know, I went away to college Um, and I grew up also on a farm, and um, we raised anna- pigs, cows, chickens, turkeys, rabbits, all of which we ate. Um, and my, I, we also, we live right bordering the state forest, and my uncle and my grandfather live next door to us, and we have three houses all on a piece of property that's pretty large. And... They were hunters also, so we had a lot of venison in the house. (laughs) The days of sitting at the kitchen table, plucking feathers out of chickens whose heads had just been cut off. um, I I just, I never really enjoyed meat and just the, I think, the butchering aspects of it, growing up with it, I was like, yeah, I need to do something different. Um, And so I just, I was away from home and so... I stopped eating meat. It had absolutely nothing to do with nutrition. Um, Eventually, I did start eating some meat again. And then I went back to vegetarian and even veganism um, more for what I felt were nutritional aspects. But as I've come to learn, that is not what it is all best for my body.
0: (laughs) And I'm just laughing because I know we'll we'll talk more about this as we continue to talk. I just laugh because I know some of your culprits and yes. I know what you lived on prior <laughs> to, to ER shred. So it just makes me giggle. Yep. Um, so when you were eating the vegetarian lifestyle, what was your main source of protein? Was it just veggies or were you supplementing with the soy and the packaged and
1: um A lot of beans and nuts and I did use a lot of soy products also yes yeah and how did you
0: feel when you were living that lifestyle
1: you know I didn't feel the best I felt pretty darn crappy I have a lot of digestive issues a lot of intestinal issues um, and I never had any energy but Again, you know, I was overweight and every doctor I would talk, every time I talk to the doctor or just, you know, other adults love to give you advice. (laughs) You know, the answer is lose weight, lose weight, you'll feel better. But there's never any solution to, well, how do I lose weight? I eat plant-based, I eat low fat, I, you know, I don't understand what I need to do differently. Everything I tried just did not work for me.
0: And so when they were like telling you this, what, and you would share, while I'm, I'm doing that. What was their next recommendation?
1: Exercise more. Hmm. (laughs) Which when you're overweight, how you feel when you exercise, it's not good. And then I had the respiratory issues, which I, any type of cardio, severe respiratory distress. So I was kind of stuck in between a rock and a hard place. So I was like, okay, well, I'm eating the right things, I think. So I'll eat less. And so I really wasn't eating a lot, especially the last few years. Like I When I finally did sit down, as you saw in the write up, um, when I finally did sit down with a nutritionist who had me food journal, I on a daily average was eating between six and nine hundred calories a day that were all vegetable based um, with a few beans or nut proteins, um, some grains and obviously some quite a bit of carbohydrates in, in that. The couple of days I felt like I overate and told her I, I really felt like I ate way too much that day and I was way off track. It were like twelve hundred calories, which. Is completely nothing like I was shutting my whole body down, basically.
0: And just for those who don't know when you would have those respiratory issues, how 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 significant did it get?
1: they were very significant. Like I, I would develop severe, um, chest pain, um, difficulty breathing. My oxygen levels were significantly under 90. I frequently was a frequent flyer at the emergency room, um, because I could not breathe and was in so much distress, distress fluid on my lungs and very significant.
0: And that's, like I remember mm-hmm. I didn't know this protocol this protocol didn't exist then and right. I just watched some of those episodes that you had yeah and it would just crush my heart because I it took you so long to rebound from it yes It and- would be
1: weeks and weeks on high doses of steroids and other asthma medications to get me back on track
0: right yep and it just it interrupted everything it interrupted yes. your life completely like yes. working was hard yes you know you could even get there some days you know exactly. and it just it it broke my heart for you like we have to find an answer for you because this is no way to live
1: right yeah. exactly it was not it was absolutely horrible
0: <laughs> yeah you were you were in survival and yes. like, I see what you when you foster the dogs and how passionate you are about them and wanting to be with them. And even that was just this this burden. So yes. you meet with a nutritionist and you realize you're eating in a day what I eat on a plate, right? Yes,
1: <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. We don't have
0: that calorie nonsense. Now that's all ridiculous. It right? is. Yes. We've learned that's not the way of this at all.
1: No. Right. But it was at least, but it was back then, at least eye opening to see, wow, I really am not eating anything. Like (laughs) I wasn't.
0: Yeah. And part of that too, I wonder, part of that too, I think was part of your respiratory concerns. You just didn't have the energy to eat.
1: No. And I also, I couldn't digest so one of the issues you have when you have respiratory issues it takes 80% of your oxygen to digest your food so if your oxygen's already significantly depleted and then you eat you you can't digest it and it puts you in more respiratory distress because all your oxygen is going to your digestive system. So the rest of your body's not getting what little oxygen it had. So when I was in severe respiratory distress and having respiratory issues, I really ate even less because I couldn't eat because I would feel worse. Like it, it would send me to the emergency room.
0: Oh my goodness. Huh. <sighs> That is just, and you had that, how long do you think that was going on for you? How long do you feel like you lived that?
1: It started around um, age 28 um, when I was starting to have some severe respiratory issues until two years ago when I'm 51, so age 49. So it was 21 years. Oh, my God.
0: 21 years. Of doing what media in society tells you is healthy. Yes. And progressively feeling worse. Yes. Right? Correct. And and not getting answers. And you ask the questions and the answers you get. Oh, there she is again. She'll come back. The answer she was getting was just putting her right back in that same place. And so 21 years. Like, I, I just can't even process.
1: There she is. I'm back. It's all good. All
0: good. We've we get survived out. remote.
1: I know. We've the life remote. remote.
0: It's all good.
1: You um, know, there, two years ago, that would have been so stressful. Like, oh my gosh, what happened? And now we're just so used to it. <laughs> Do you? So
0: that's a good question. 21 years of living that. Did you just get used to it?
1: yes i just it was the norm just this is how i feel this is how i am just one foot in front of the other and you know and then every once in a while i say okay i gotta try do something different and it wouldn't work so it was all right this is just the way it is i have these medical issues i have something with my body that's not functioning right and It's it's who I am, and I just need to put one foot in front of the other and just try and function.
0: Yeah. And it was trying to function. I remember some of those days that it was just trying to function. Yeah. So prior to you joining us last, the end of last February, all right, you met with your nutritionist. You realize you're eating 900 to 1200 calories of veggies and maybe a little bit of meat at the time. Yes. So where did your journey go next?
1: So what went next was she decided, well, I do need to eat more than once a day. <laughs> um, so we developed a plan or I would try and have something to eat in the morning after I've been up for a while, because mornings are a little rough for me sometimes with my asthma and my allergies not feeling great first thing in the morning. So we said between nine and 10 o'clock, I would have something to eat. Um, And we would start small. So and it started with, you know, just something that was easy that I could do. And I would have something small in the morning. And then we went from there and we added in a midday snack. And then we started looking at increasing those portions and increasing the amount of protein I was having but again it was still lean proteins I was increasing like and doing shrimp or chicken breasts and lean proteins she also had me increase to increase some of the calories fats but if we were looking at olive oils and avocados which were good um and some added nuts um But so we did that and then we slowly started decreasing the amount of simple carbs I was doing, like pasta and bread was a big part of and doing more, um, more complex carbs, more whole grains, more like a sweet potato versus just straight vegetables and making some of those changes. So I did see some changes and I did lose some weight, but I still wasn't feeling good. There was, it still wasn't you know, changing significantly and it was not, there was still something that wasn't working well, but I definitely could see the difference as I was increasing protein and decreasing carbohydrates, which she had me doing.
0: Right. And what I like too, is that you did it in layers. Yes. Because that's what I like to talk about when I talk about the shred journey is there's layers to all of this because you had so much going on and you lived in that that cycle of chaos, yes. right? For 21 years. You're undoing. You said since you were three. So you've got over 45 years of this, yes. right? But you're really focusing on those. We're really looking at those last 21 of the vegetarian lifestyle and the cycle of the respiratory issues and the other issues that were happening. And so I think it helped your mindset get you ready for this because this opportunity was coming. We just didn't know it yet. Right.
1: It did. And you're right. Because like I was, it just made such sense when you started sharing things with me and said, take a look at this because you're already doing a lot of these things and moving in this direction. And it just made sense once I started checking everything out.
0: Yeah. And your body, because of what it was, dealing with you had to kind of pace yourself with it so your body could get acclimated to it because you couldn't go from 900 calories a day to 2,400 calories a day because you just No, No. and you like me you find your pockets of moments to eat right
1: yes yes
0: you get busy with the taxes you got busy consulting and education or when you were in the classroom and your kids were always brought back to your room so you never really had a lunch period right Never, never. I remember never. Never, never, your friends would always come back to you, right?
1: Yes, always.
0: And I, I feel like as educators, that's something that we have this. Diff- I think nurses are a lot like us in this too. Is yes. that you? You limit. You're limited when you have time to eat because yes. you're always de- putting out fires. Correct. And so I think we train. Our, we trained ourselves in the past to you know you have this pocket of 5 minutes what can yep. you get down in 5 minutes
1: yeah so you burn all that yes. was my go to if i did eat something during the day
0: right that are like a handful of nuts i think you had at one point like yes. adding in your room. yeah but that's all we could do so you had you know your your teaching time as well yep this this your your body was just saying i eat once a day I'll have yep. a five-minute snack when there's a, a moment. Maybe I'll get an opportunity to go to the bathroom too while I'm at it, by the way.
1: Yep. <laughs> and that was all
0: your body got,
1: right? Absolutely, yes. And the bathroom breaks took priority over eating.
0: <laughs> right, absolutely, 100%. 100%. So, And I also think that limited our hydration. That's something I really stink at when I'm teaching is hydrating. Me too. Yeah, I did too.
1: I I find that now with being home, I do a much better job because I can drink consistently throughout the day. But during the school day while I drank, I was careful about it because those bathroom breaks were rare.
0: And so that I think has an impact on our health too. Absolutely. We all need to be mindful of that. So you were starting to peel back these layers with the nutritionist, right? Yes. And you start making your process. And then there was an appointment, right, with a diagnosis. That kind of
1: that actually came be right before the nutritionist. So, okay. um, so the year before that, nice. I in July had another emergency room visit that was pretty severe. One of my most significant. Um, I was having significant issues with my heart rate going extremely high, my blood pressure dropping, then skyrocketing. It was all over the place. In addition to the severe pain in my chest, the difficulty breathing, um, went through, you know, CAT scans, all the usual tests, everything, um, went home. I was responding to the prednisone, but not as well as I usually do to the steroids. Um, I was still having heart rate issues and blood pressure issues, which was new. Like I've always had them on and off when I have respiratory distress, but they don't stick around. And this was sticking around and I was very short of breath and I was having significant shortness of breath that was different from the usual respiratory distress I have. Um, so, my doctor sent me for a for full cardiological workup. I did a Holter monitor. I did a stress test, did all kinds of things. And the result was there was nothing wrong with my heart, that it was a respiratory issue, that my medications were possibly affecting my heart rate and my blood pressure because the respiratory medications will do that. So went to, um, back to a new pulmonologist um, who did a whole bunch of tests in addition to a ton of blood work. Um, and she was determined to get to the bottom of whatever was going on with me. She was absolutely amazing. But by the time I saw her, so we went from July to it, to September before I saw the cardiologist and had that eval. And then it was November before I saw the pulmonologist and started all those tests. Um, and then in December, she finally came up with rules. She just kept going through, ruling out different autoimmune disorders, different types of other respiratory diseases I could have. And we, she discovered I have a blood clotting disorder. Hence, every time I went to the emergency room, they always thought I had a blood clot in my lungs. They would do a CAT scan. It would come back negative, but blood work would point at it. Um, One of the things I learned from her is that 40% of blood clots in your lungs are missed by a CAT scan. I did previously have a DVT, um, a deep vein thrombosis blood clot in my leg a couple of years prior. Um, so it all fit. It was then that I went to a hematologist and I think that's after that, she sent me to the hematologist and that's what we really talked about, the blood clotting disorder. And that that was part of the underlying with the respiratory issues.
0: Yeah, and I am grateful you dug and you got stubborn and you yes. said there's there's more here. I'm tired of listening to what people keep telling me because I'm not getting better.
1: Yes, right, and I was getting worse. That yeah, was the worst I had been.
0: Yeah, and so I I'm it like it was awful. You went through all of that to get there, but your willpower and your mindset behind that helped you be prepared for us because yes. you realized you were digging and pushing for answers and you weren't going to stop. And you realized that the the common way wasn't the way, right? Correct. The way the mainstream media and so society and everybody tells us it is, is not in fact the way. And no. you had that learning opportunity. Yes. Right. So then you so then you had your nutritionist, you identified and you started upping your 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 proteins and your fats and removing simple carbs. So is that when we we started to connect about the shred?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So now here's one of the things I will say. I was so excited and proud because I remember when you before you started your shred, when you were thinking about it. You were in every guide, getting yes. yourself shreducated. So your head was in this game that when you finally said, okay, I am ready, you crushed it.
1: Absolutely. I, it, In general, I and I guess that's part of us being teachers, knowledge is power. And the more I could learn, I learned and discovered a lot working with a nutritionist, and so this just added to that. It was, I want to learn. I want to figure out what to do. So I do this right. And so I understand what my body needs and what is best for me so I can be healthy. Because, yeah, while I've been overweight and extremely overweight over the last 10 years, I, it really wasn't about the weight even. It, it Yes, the weight contributes, but it was about being healthy and about feeling good. And so I wanted to feel good. And the way to do that is to learn what I need. Mm-hmm.
0: And so how did what you saw with what was in the guides and what, you know, I know you connect with Jesse because you're a New Englander. So when he is <laughs> blunt and direct, you're not offended. I'm not offended. This is how we live. This is our area of the woods, right? Yes. So what did you get when you were hearing all of these crazy antics?
1: So what I I got was, okay, this is different. It's not, you know... It's a a little extreme, like initially was what I was thinking. I'm like, but what the hell do I have to lose? And that's kind of, I think, the message that you send and that Jesse very bluntly sends too that really stuck with me of, you know, it's your life, it's your health, do something about it. And that blunt direct that I got from that was like, all right, what am I waiting for? Why am I sitting here checking it out longer? just do it (laughs) because that is my type of personality anyway, just like yours (laughs) of just do it, like give it a shot, try it, learn everything you can first, but then jump in with two feet and see if it works for you. And knowing with eyes open that it wasn't going to be easy.
0: So it's 11 days. So what should people do? What was that? What'd you say?
1: Suck it up. <laughs> buttercup. Sorry, I got to get the whole thing right. Suck it up. Buttercup, Because that, it is so true. Right? And yes. so
0: you sound a lot like myself. You sound like Bob, that you did your homework first before you yes. jumped in, which is totally fine and understandable. I didn't go first. You know this, right? Yep. One of my former students from our shared school her mom went first. <laughs> her mom did it when they did the first group shred. Oh, wow. And then I said, yeah, I didn't do it. I watched it. I was like, what yeah. are they doing? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> this doesn't sound normal. right?'" my cholesterol are all in my family. I don't know that I can do this. And so she did it. She had great results. I knew she did it because she posted her results. And I said, Wendy should I do it? She goes, just do it. (laughs) And so because she is direct with me as I am with you, I did it and look where I am now. Right. Exactly. So you did your first 11 days. And I know. They were she-
1: absolute hell, as you know, because I was messaging you constantly about leg cramps, nausea, headaches, everything that was going on. Like, what is going on with my body?
0: <laughs> okay. And, and we do, we know it. We know it's not all unicorns and rainbows in the beginning.
1: Correct. And especially, I think, for someone like me who all that crap for that many years, plus my health issues, plus how extreme overweight I am was, I still am, um, you know, like my starting point was not good at all. So my body was going to rebel in its own way.
0: Right. You had 21 years in a in a physical medical hell. Yes. That's not going to un- unwrap itself in 11 days. And I think we all know that. And I'm hoping she reconnects. If not, she'll connect in. So, again, it's always keeping in mind, where are you coming in from? Where are you starting? Because, all right, let me rem Oh, there we go. It's back. It's all done. It's remembering that some people are coming in, like Michelle came in with a 21-year history that she was just starting to work and layer her way through to come here. And so that's really why I'm so excited that you're here tonight, because I think people need to hear that sometimes the 11 days aren't pretty. No. Because there's so much your body has been through yes but I've also seen you stay the course and I know what it has done for you so you were having leg cramps digestive issues and you reached out to me and did I give you support
1: yeah, Absolutely, <laughs> tons, it, and, uh, tons and tons, and the the keys were you know hydrating more, more salts. Like it, it I just couldn't wrap my head around, especially those first couple shreds, how much salt I needed. Like it just was insane to me.
0: Why do you think that was so hard to process?
1: Because salt's bad for us.
0: That's it has been
1: drilled into our heads for ever
0: right right yep. and people people when they're flipping that whole body burning fat for fuel versus carbs for fuel and jesse talks about it all the time you're stripping out your sodium stores and that's why the antihydrate hydrate is in the package right. because it has those electrolytes and those minerals that your body needs and the other place we get that is the pink salt and that's why we say salt everything I I have pink salt on my desk my students think I'm nuts yep I'm like this is how I deal with the headaches y'all give me
1: exactly
0: <laughs> and one of them they took all my energy so I took out a stick of butter and I took a bite and they thought I was nuts I'm like that's fine Be- <laughs> I don't mind it's okay I think I'm crazy well, you can think right? of-
1: well we thought that before shredding but that's a whole other issue you and I have <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's 15 years of committing to teaching hormonal middle school children.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: (laughs) Right? We have our own issues if we choose to live in that age hormonal development stage. Right.
1: Exactly.
0: So we started to bring up your salt. We started to up your hydrate. And then what was happening? How are you feeling? Did it work? Did it help?
1: It helped; Those things went away. I still that, you know, first shred, I had moments of feeling a little better, but I really did feel pretty darn crappy that whole first 11 days, you know, but I felt no worse than I already was feeling. So (laughs) it was just some different kind of crappy feelings, but I, you know, I was already used to feeling terrible in general. So it, you know, it wasn't a big deal. Um, so definitely started noticing some changes. Like I felt like I was less bloated. I could feel, I felt the changes were happening in my body. Um, little bit more energy, not significant at that point yet. Um, sleeping a little better, but I didn't. Have that huge, tremendous change in that first 11 days. It took me a couple shreds to really see the significant wow, my energy's through the roof. Wow, I really do feel better. Wow, I can feel weight coming off. Uh, you know, it, it took a couple for my body and also for my digestive system to re- start to regulate a little.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember that too. And when I wasn't available, did you have other resources?
1: Um, I utilized mostly you, (laughs) but I did go into the group and just read things and, you know, hearing other people's things, sought out, you know, videos that others had done in the group, posts others had done in the group about similar issues and like, okay. Other people have experienced this. Maybe I feel like mine might be a little more extreme, but it is what it is. I seem to have extreme everything with my body. um. So... Sticking out. Go home, <laughs> right, Right? <laughs> you know, um. so I was like, it's getting better. So it's got to come in time. This is the most improvement I've had with anything I've ever done. So just keeping at it, kept learning things, looking into more information. Every time somebody shared a link to something or a post about something, I always read it thoroughly. Just, again, that whole knowledge, learning more information about the whys and the hows, our bodies function.
0: Do you think knowing the whys and the hows helped you stick through it when it was hard?
1: Yes, I absolutely do. Um, Because it helped me see this is the right thing. Like, even though it's hard, and even though I might feel like crap in this moment, I have to to get to that better place. Because I've done so much damage to my body and the medications I've taken have done so much damage to my body, my body needs to heal and recover. And it takes time to get there. And knowing that I was doing the right things for my body to get there helped me keep going with it.
0: Yeah. So you started the the stake day plans before you really jumped in. So you you went and you did a lot of the elimination. And then I think it was February 26th. Yes. Of 2021, you started your first shred, and you had your 11 days in hell.
1: Yes, and, absolutely. And
0: we, we just communicated, and I, I really, truly encourage you, those of you that are there and you're struggling, you know, connect to the person that brought you to the shreds. Yes. We will help you. And there were times where Michelle had questions, and I was only five months in, so I would call Susan, I would call Jesse, be like, hey. This is what's going on. This is what I told her what else she got for me. And I would get more resources. And some of those resources ended up as a guide. <laughs> right. Right. That's, that's how it goes. So I would give it to Michelle, and then I would organize it in the community and put it in a guide, right? Yes. Because those guides are always growing, by the way, people. They're constantly They're evolving. So then you did. So how long did you stick to the stake and shake shred protocol, like as strict to baseline-ish? As you could,
1: um, I, I, you know, I was anxious to add foods back in, even though I probably shouldn't have been that anxious, um, because I, the vegetarian in me, just keeps coming out. Um, so I really wanted my vegetables, but I, I think I did okay initially. Like I was like, I'm just gonna do one and see how it works. So I stuck to the 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 meat meal and the shakes and continued to do that for a couple months with just adding in like once a week a new food and trying a new food. So just one new vegetable per week um, to see how my body would react. And because most of those new foods were not good, um, that's why I continued with just one food.
0: I remember the, the one time <laughs> you missed your raw milk in your um, in your coffee I yes. remember that conversation I remember that you would get it fresh from the farm stand I so do. it was quality it was it's a fed
1: raw milk local wonderful neighbor farm
0: and and you would drink it every day prior oh. to shredding yep do you drink that raw milk anymore Michelle?
1: I don't at all. My husband does. It sits in my fridge and I sometimes longingly stare at it, but I know my body doesn't like it. So I have no interest in trying it again.
0: So my reformed vegetarian. Yes. <laughs> I got to ask you, what are some of the things on your list of culprits?
1: So outside of the dairy, which is bad, uh, my culprits are tomatoes, carrots, raisins, Uh, celery, some lettuces, like just about every vegetable, no mushrooms. I love mushrooms. They don't like me at all. Um, So large list of vegetables.
0: And I'm over here giggling. And it's not, you know me well enough to know. I know I'm you're also lady. thinking
1: of the tomato salads I used to eat. That was dinner, a tomato salad and a hunk of bread. Tomatoes are a culprit.
0: <laughs> right. And the Italian girl growing up with the tomato sauce for everything, right? Everything.
1: Absolutely everything. It's, it's yep. The
0: Italian, you know, tomato sauce is your gravy for everything.
1: Yes, it is.
0: And yep. so I giggle. Yep. I giggle about the fact that tomatoes are on your culprit list. Yep. And, I and my, favorite,
1: happened- my favorite vegetable that I probably ate three, four, five times a week, if not more, because I used to eat it with hummus raw too, were carrots and they are a huge culprit. They're one of my worst culprits.
0: Yep. So now there's another part of your story that I get goosebumps. You have two men in your home who are meat and potatoes kind of guys. Yep. Very stubborn, thick-headed men. Yes. So how has your Shred journey over the last year (laughs) had an impact on them?
1: Well, so it's made a tremendous impact. So as things started changing with what I was doing, um, and the way I changed cooking, cause I was the one who cooked in the house. Um, they still wanted things. So I was like, fine, I'd still make some of it for them. But I started decreasing some of it, making little changes. And then they started seeing how significant the change was in me. And I got, you know, maybe I should do that too now they weren't ready to cleanse weren't ready to do a full shred they still wanted their vegetables so they basically are doing more of a maintenance they're doing shakes they're doing meat meals with a little vegetable not as much no pasta no bread no simple carbs my husband lived on like those um breakfast bars cheerios for breakfast all that kind of stuff, he completely stopped all of those. We used to snack, pretzels were our go-to snack because they're low fat, right? They're they're not bad. Um, All of that completely cut out. Um, Dad who lives with us has significant health issues, Um, diabetic, has heart conditions, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, he's got a stent in his heart, Um, has been very unhealthy um, for a long time he finally watched my husband and I and was like, you know what? I think I want to eat like you guys do. (laughs) Once he did that, his blood sugars dropped. He's dropped 60 pounds at this point just by doing one shake a day and then meat and vegetables, the other meals and meat snacks and appropriate snacks. And he's not diabetic anymore. His A1C is down significantly. He's it, it, his overall health is so much better, barring the nervous system health crisis he just went through that we're having an issue with, but that's unrelated to nutrition. Um, but he he's lost so much weight. He's feeling better. He's looking better. Um, all of his doctors are very pleased with how he's doing. My husband, who looked nine months pregnant because all his weight was in his belly, um, it's completely gone. His stomach is as flat as it was when we were in college. Um, he, he's lost about 40 pounds at this point and it, it's been tremendous. He says, and he really is feeling the other effects, even though he hasn't cleansed or done a true elimination. He talks about feeling more focused, being able to sleep better and having more energy. And I think that's phenomenal because to hear him say those things really solidifies for me that this is what we need.
0: So now that you're talking about John, tax season 2021 versus the start of tax season 2022 with the mental clarity that He's you He's so have much made.
1: calmer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's like, I'm ready for this. Like, yep, it's going to be a lot of work. It's stressful. There's a lot going on, but I can handle this. I'm focused. I'm organized. His office is more organized than I've ever seen it. Like, he's so on point and feeling good and energized.
0: Right? So it's he, you, you feel like this tax season is going to be a little bit better than last year?
1: Absolutely. So much less stressful. <laughs>
0: And then I've got one more. You posted about this in the group, but I don't know that everybody watching got to see this. When dad was in the hospital dealing with his issues,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yep, I remember the head of dietary had to come have a chat with him. Yes. Can you share a little bit about dad's empowerment?
1: So it started at the hospital. They He was on a diabetic and heart healthy menu, which when you look at the menu, the choices were horrific. And so he did his best, like ordering certain things, but then they would send extra food and he didn't eat it. But then some of it, like he still doesn't have a complete understanding of some of the things that we eat that are different than what the hospital would serve. So like they're Turkey is more of like a deli meat turkey, it's not fresh turkey. Um, their bacon is full of nitrates and nitrites and sugar and not very high quality. But he at least knew to like try and get bacon and eggs or sausage and eggs for breakfast, not the oatmeal, not any of that. But they would add like the one day they, they literally, and I had a phone conversation with them. They're like, we're just gonna send more if you don't order it, he needs to have more cards. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He ordered a chicken parm, with a side with a with broccoli on the side, they sent him pasta, they sent him bread, they sent him applesauce, peaches, and, and so much other stuff that I I don't understand. And he didn't eat any of it. Then we got to the um, rehab nursing facility. And almost every meal there was either a sandwich or a pasta dish. And he just kept kept sending it back saying, I don't want that. And they they had a dietary came in to meet with him to go over what he would eat so they could start sending him appropriate food because he wasn't going to eat it. And they were shocked at how stable, because they took his being with a history of diabetes, they were taking his blood sugar four times a day. His blood sugar was stable every single time they took it and they were shocked and I don't understand how a medical facility could be shocked at that. Isn't that,
0: isn't that crazy? Yep. Yep. Isn't that crazy? Yes. It's just, I am just so grateful because you took the time to learn and look what you were able to teach by example.
1: Yes. And it's, Yes. And it's taken a lot to explain because, too, because, and I think that's a big part with a lot of people, too, of not of that whole. And I, the posts I saw today about explaining to people why fats don't make you fat. Like it's, it's that whole concept and it's understanding that sugar and bre- like bread is sugar. Like dad couldn't understand that initially and uh, explaining all that and why that. And then that turns to fat that fat is not the enemy, because he's been told by cardiologists to not eat red meat, not eat butter, not eat those things, you know, that now I'm feeding him, yet he's doing better. Um, So I think learning that and understanding that and explaining that, like, it's very challenging to undo. Dad is 75 years old, you know, and even, you know, myself and going into this journey at 49, you know, that many years of having this, what's good and what's bad drilled into your head to look at it from a different perspective and change that and say, "Hmm, that wasn't right. And learning why it wasn't right is a process.
0: Yeah. And I think you experience a lot of what I experience is that people who love us and they're watching and they come from a well-meaning place don't understand.
1: Correct, absolutely,
0: and yep. so I know you you have some of the same struggles that I have that we've we've done our research, yes, we have lived the protocol, yep. we have our results, we have our you know you've got all these test results, you've got all this blood work to go back to to know. That your body is healing and yes. yes the disclaimers are running across the ticker and sean also dropped them yep. in the chat box. um so i do see them in a couple of places and it's just making sure that we keep teaching
1: yes yes and
0: as middle school educators we know they're not going to learn it in the first lesson
1: no. no they
0: may not get it till the end of the quarter they no. may not get it till the end of the year
1: Even I myself at times still, you know, a year later question things at times or there's things that I'm like, why? That doesn't, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Let me learn more about it, you know, and just that constant learning about why and and the whole understanding that's been hardest for me is understanding why most of these vegetables are not good for my body when vegetables are supposed to be so good for you and learning that vegetables today and the way they're grown and the way we've destroyed our environment has made them not as nutritious and they're not as good for us. And then in addition, my body, not liking some of them.
0: Yeah. You make me giggle when you say you've gone off track because you added too many vegetables and you need to rein in <laughs> your vegetables to get
1: the I, I love those messages from me of, of, yeah, I just ate a whole plate of cauliflower and the tiniest little piece of meat because I want the cauliflower. And and then I just get into a spiral pattern of the vegetables are the problem for me. I'm, I never was a sweet eater. I don't eat cake candy and that kind of stuff, cookies. I, vegetables are my my Achilles heel and I have to be very careful because they grow on the plate because uh, I, I've been doing much better. Cause I didn't do well from September to December with that. I just kept too many vegetables, too many vegetables. And I really started again the past month doing well with focusing more on meat and shakes. And I started this weekend. I added back in a vegetable, I had some asparagus one night, and then I found myself the next day going, okay, I want to finish that bowl of asparagus that's in the fridge. Like, it, it's like, a, I don't know why. <laughs> I know I shouldn't. But the problem is, while it's not bad for me, and my body will be okay with it, the problem also becomes though, I fill up on the asparagus, and then I cup I, I that takes the place of the meat. And I have to be very careful with that.
0: Yeah, because I, I remember probably your second or third shred. We were really digging into you not eating enough.
1: Yes, yes, so just- because that's exactly, I don't, and I wasn't eating a big enough portion of meat as it was. So then when you put vegetables on the plate too, I eat even less meat.
0: Right. And, and so we, we got that. So we, we have a few minutes left. What are your shred results? Like to date so far, where what do, what are you looking at?
1: To date so far, well, from so I I'm down about 127 pounds total from my whole journey from shredding. I am down. I started at 320 and I am 246, so I'm down about 80 yeah. from my shred. Um, so, yeah, so quite significant. Still have a really long way to go. Um, but significant. And so, the next
0: thing we're going to work on shredding is you holding yourself to the end goal and not celebrating where you are right now. Yes. Because 125 pounds is flipping amazing. And I am so proud of you for that. So your next shred, you and I are going to be chatting <laughs> about celebrating what you have done and yes. what you've accomplished, understanding that you have the tracks and the tools, because you will get there.
1: But I you, agree. Had,
0: you had 21 years. Yes. You are in your first year on the other side.
1: And it's been a long road, but it's, it's a good one.
0: 100%. This is just year one. Yes. Uh, I am
1: definitely looking forward to this year and moving forward with everything and building up more and more energy.
0: Yep. And then, and then we'll, we'll set some new goals, but my personal goal for you and for all of you that are saying, I'm not there yet. Stop. And celebrate the journey and the progress you have made. Because it is 1,000% worthy of celebrating. And that's why I pushed Michelle out of her comfort zone to make her come here tonight. That's why I did what she didn't want me to do and I didn't care. And put (laughs) her side-by-side pictures in the community. So if you did not see them yet. She sent me her starting picture and then she sent me an updated picture and I put those bad boys in a photo grid side by side and I sent them back to her and said, you need to celebrate because that is 1000% amazing. And so if you didn't see those transformations, go look for them. I posted them uh, this afternoon in preparation of this call and then look in the comments because in the comments as her before she even started her shred journey. And you will see that that 125 pound loss, which is absolutely incredible and something you should be celebrated for. And I am so grateful for you. I am so blessed to be on this journey with you. I am so proud of you for coming out of your shell with me and letting me kind of push you out of your comfort zone because seeing all of the people who showed up here tonight and who are going to continue to show up to watch your story, you have impacted a lot of people, my friend. And as Sean put it, you have gone through that next rite of passage, being an ER Shred Warrior superhero by coming here and sharing your story. So thank you for being here with us.
1: And I appreciate you pushing me because that's the only way I get things done, <laughs> as you know.
0: Oh, well, sometimes you need just a little <laughs> bit of seek of love, and it's, I got your back.
1: Exactly. I got your back.
0: So thank you so much, Michelle. Tomorrow night, we have our ER Shred Come Alive call on the Zoom. Come on and join us if you're ready to share your story and maybe not go as deep as Michelle and I did, but give us a three to five minute. Make sure you reach out to myself or to Sean. Get yourself on that Come Alive call. Get that rite of passage and become that ER Shred Warrior. And then you've got Thursday night if you want to learn more about the business Bob Sibright is going to take you deeper with how you can get compensated and get a thank you from Isogenics for just sharing your story and sharing the shred. So, have a great night, everybody. Thanks so much.